Boog Brown is a dope MC. She's a female MC and she's a dope MC. She just spits. There's nothing sexual about it. There's no little Kim-isms. There's no Foxy Brown. It's just straight spitting. So when she hooked up with Apollo Brown, you knew something amazing was going to happen. And that became the Brown study. Boog Brown, welcome to And You Don't Stop on WBAI. So, while writing this album or doing this, uh, writing this album, The Brown Study, did you, was that challenging for you? Or, I mean, did, was it just one of those things that you and Apollo Brown just clicked? Well, Apollo is dope. So, like, it clicked, the music clicked. But as far as the writing process, it was um, well, a very short time period that I had to write it in. And um, it was my first album. So, yeah, it was difficult in that sense because I was catering to these um, these ideas I had about writing an album as opposed to just being the creative person that I had been from Jump. You know what I mean? So once I got out of that, the, the structuralized BS that I was trying to uh, confine myself to, um, it was fine. It was it was fairly, fairly easy. Did you, what was your approach to writing this album? This album definitely seems extremely personal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have songs that just like just be and my love which are two love songs but then you also uh-huh. then but then you also go into understanding which seems to be the most personal of all the songs i think just from my listening to it uh mm-hmm. kind of showing your frustration with you know the people around you going into this uh trying to become a rapper so what was the yeah. what, what was the exact i guess the exact approach going to this album how personal did you want to be did you did you hold things back i don't feel like i held um, a lot back, but um, I definitely didn't. It, it's very, it's very much the tip of the iceberg. Um, I definitely wanted to let people know who I am as a, a person. Like I'm an artist, sure, but I'm a person first, and so I go through trials and tribulations just like the next person does. So I wanted it to be an album that people could relate to. I mean, you may not necessarily love all twelve tracks, but there's something on there that you can relate to. And that's why I want to. I want to approach people where they're at. You know what I mean. I want to be able to meet people where they are, so they can get a better understanding of who I am, and then in turn maybe get something from the lesson that I learned in in the situation of the song, like in the topic or the the, the theme of the song. I hope to have people understand the lesson and like maybe implement it in their lives, or like you know just just get something from it, take something from it, except outside of just, oh, that's a dope beat, you know right. what I mean? Oh, that's a dope rhyme, you know what I'm saying? I want you to take something from it. And um, that's that was my approach, you know, just to show who I am and how I came to be and where I started from and where I'm going. It's just like an introduction to who I am as an artist. Right, and was there, I mean, was there reasoning behind having, uh, I guess, my, my love, oh, I'm sorry, Just Be and My Love back-to-back? Was that supposed to be a continuation of... of bigger love story or are they just totally two different love stories Mm, they are two different love stories but i think they complement each other Mm. and i think that's why they were placed where they were on the album i think they complement each other very nicely so i wanted to just keep it in that fluid succession of love like right there like right in that area like right in the middle you get that and then and get everything else after that, but in the center of everything, I just want. I, I think they, they they just really sounded really good together. Honestly, right. I was like, okay, well, they work, so let's put it right there. <laughs> it was no big thing. 
I noticed that on, on the track Blink, the first your first uh, the first verse, you take the role of, you take you, you you kind of play the role of the man in it. Uh-huh. Uh Have you noticed? I've always felt that I think women, especially female artists, have actually done this a lot better than male artists have done it, where they've actually <laughs> taken on the opposite role. Is this was this like a, was it how was, was this a challenge for you to try to think like a man or is there I mean what was the reasoning behind wanting to take the role of the man in this song? I I just really wanted to um, it was just really like showing that scene in, from my perspective really like I I didn't really necessarily think that part out very deeply like it wasn't like oh yeah I'm gonna play the man's role it was just kind of like oh yeah. Let me show you how I'm looking at this situation. I'm like personalize it so you can see how it will look from a woman's perspective. Right. A man's perspective from a woman's perspective. If that makes any sense at all. No. <laughs> I just really wanted to like um I just wanted to write. I wanna I wanna write. I don't wanna have any barriers when I write. So whether or not it's a being, it's personifying a male or personifying a female, like I just wanted to write from that perspective. You no, know, right away when I heard you, I thought of Jean Grey and Rod Digger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I read somewhere that you also said you were influenced by Little Kim and Foxy. So I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying to figure out what, what, what part of your rhyming are, is influenced by those two. Um, everything, honestly. Like I, when Foxy and Little Kim came out, you could not deny them you know, like the skill set. Like, I'm not saying, I, who cares if they wrote it? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I care about women actually being able to write their rhymes. That's why I, I love Rod Digger and uh, Jean Grey and so many other women that happen to be artists that um, that rhyme, you know what I mean? I love them so much. But when Foxy Brown and Little Kim came out, they was, like, really spitting. And they weren't, they were I liked them because they knew how to, whether or not they wrote that song or not, they knew how to hold their own on that song. Like, they knew how to ride a beat, you know what I mean? That The flow was just impeccable. Like, it was just... They're, they are incredible artists, whatever format they choose to present themselves in. That's not in my concern. What I'm talking about is the skill level. What I'm talking about is, is how they did it, not what they was necessarily talking about, because that I couldn't relate to that, because I wasn't living like that, but... Mm. The way they wrote the beat was like, damn, you know what I mean? They actually getting in there and getting in the pocket, you know? I can respect that. Like, I don't have to necessarily agree with it. I'm on my knuckles for this hustle, got the mind and the muscle, never stumble moving majorly. Baby gotta pay me for the steaming 16, leave them leaning like the pizza tower, power in my focus. Boog, thanks for joining us on And You Don't Stop on WBAI. Make sure you check out her album with Apollo called The Brown Study. It's already in stores. And also, check out my website, don'trushthestage.com, where you can check out more interviews, reviews, and just updates on hip-hop. I'm Tim Meinekel. This is And You Don't Stop on WBAI. And I'm slicker than your average, but he's a savage. Leave you tossing, turning the top of your mattresses.